This is Jezology. It's a real science, honestly. Not just a podcast of me talking about me. Or, or maybe it is. It's Jezology. Hello and welcome to the Jazzology podcast. My name is Jeremy Johnson and I am a singer-songwriter as well as being your host. This episode features a chat with UK native but French resident musician and singer-songwriter Jay Tampkin. Jay and I met during an originals gig at a pub in Maribel in the French Alps in 2019. During this episode we will discuss the big industry of music, musical localism, multi-instrumentalism and Jay plays us two of his fab tracks live and acoustic. So without further ado, here's the chat. Oh hello. Ah oh, there we go. <laughs> I turned up just as you said he's not very insta savvy and there's only one person he can talk to me. Well, there's, there's <laughs> that's not the right way, is it? But, no, that's not the way. I never just work it out. But actually, I have to say, I have to say, for somebody who I, I prepped as not being very Insta savvy, look at you. You're in the middle of the screen. You're well lit. You've got Complete your headphones on. luck. I mean, I'm very surprised. I'm as surprised as you, mate. <laughs> Mr. J. Tampkin, welcome yeah. to Instagram Live. Um, for your first one, I, I think, think, isn't it? First, definitely, hundred percent, definitely. <laughs> well, hopefully, it Am went, I bright? It went I feel like I'm very bright. That's okay. I mean, you that know, lights, you're, yeah, you're, okay? you're, you're a smidge oh. overexposed, but that's okay. It, it, exactly. Yeah. It gives you sort of angelic air. Well, I don't like being exposed. So I'm <laughs> better right now, just gonna buff. For the first time ever, I changed the light at the top using my mitt. Ah, it's just too bright. How's that? Any better? Oh, wow. Same. It's, yeah, pretty much the same, but uh, there's a bit more. Let's just leave that. At least, Jay, look at my face. Whenever I do these, for some reason, it may just be because this is my complexion, but I look very rouge when I do these. So it's just kind of have to get used to it, you know. Red face Tuesday. This isn't how red my face is normally. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so. uh, Jay Tamkin, um, I do first. What what I usually do when I first start is I do a little bit of background as to why we're doing this. So um, this is for my podcast, the Jazzology podcast. Do excuse the name; it just sort of happened, and then I carried on with it. Good name, <laughs> thank you very it's much. Good name. I but, like Jezza Jazza already. You know, I was a, <laughs> an endorsee of that. You've no idea how much stick I get from my loved ones for all these Jezzisms. Anyway, we're going to that. It's great. Um, so this is my, my podcast and I've invited a number of musicians that me personally I find inspirational, I, I love what they're doing and I've invited a number of my friends and, and different musicians onto the podcast. Usually singer-songwriters so far, I'm, I'm, I'm considering branching out in the future episodes but um, you just sort of came along as a sort of natural choice for me. We don't know each other that well but we're, we're connected through the world of music and um, particularly out in the Alps. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so so welcome to the podcast. Well, we did one one gig together, and that's that's like the first conversation you have no, to have Jay, as, as Jay, musicians. You forget we did two gigs together. We did two gigs together. <laughs> did we do the same two you're, gigs together? You're thinking though. The reason you're not thinking about it is because, um, um, and it's a good it's a good way to kick it off. So the, the, when I met you properly. I don't know whether I, I, I certainly knew of you before I came to do the you, you were organising um, an originals night at the Tav Bar mm-hmm. yeah. in um, mm-hmm. uh, in Maribel, and um, I was invited along by Apriski Bands, who's a company that you work with out there. 
and um, yeah. and we had a fantastic night and it was basically half the room was filled with all the musicians from the Maribel Valley and um, I played and then you played after and I was blown away by your songwriting and your voice and your skill and get out and, of here no it's true it's true like I was I was Silly. I was I, I, I uh. it's not like it's it's you've got to be careful when you're talking about this sort of stuff because it, it I start to sound like I'm sort of like getting negative about some of the scene but I I was your level is astonishing and I I think it's something I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about because I know that you've had your a bit of an interesting road into music but for how good you are um and I don't mean to sound disparaging but for how good you are I was a little surprised that I was playing a gig with you in a in a sort of dive bar in Maribald anyway <laughs> so that's a premium venue man that's like <laughs> the Wembley of the Alps actually I do love Jeez. the tabs I do love the tabs to be fair <laughs> um, and then the, Sorry, the second gig we played was at Peace Bash but of course you were there with the strikes so um, you, were, you oh, yeah, played a course, strikes yes. gig um, and you were, you were sort of like warming the crowd up and getting them all going which again was I thought was fantastic I've, I've never really seen a strolling band like yours and it's a lot of fun it was I mean I just my resounding sort of thing was that I was just watching you and thinking I really want to be part of this band <laughs> like it just looked a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun to that. anyway so that's the two yeah, times a lot of people say it yeah, yeah it's the two that's times cool. yeah sorry you're right I, I knew that but uh, I mean the intimacy that we shared on that stage not like that musically in the first yeah. gig was you know it was I, I was admiring what you were doing a lot and of course we had a chance to watch each other and see what we were both about. The second gig was just a big, big piss up, really, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a gig. That was just a fun day. Totally. But the yeah. first gig was was an amazing chance to you know finally see what you're all about because I'd heard about you as well. Oh, and, fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Well, hang on, no, yeah, because there is I've 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 missed something off our our history as. I was going to say as a couple. That sounds a bit weird, but uh, <laughs> I I first met you. I first met you. At um, at Paddy James's London gig because you were playing keys in his band. We've met three times. Yeah. Okay. So there's <laughs> so, now three gigs that we've done together. Yeah. That was our first meeting we at probably, Paddy's gig. We probably course. crossed paths somewhere around yeah. the world beforehand. But anyway, but I, well, at the end of the hour, we'll have found out. You know, hundred gigs that we've done together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Never know. Um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't put the two and two together because um, I mean, for me that gig was a bit overwhelming. But I, particularly, I knew Paddy, but I didn't. You know, I I I'd not really been a musician out in the Alps before, and I I was introduced to um, a number of musicians, including yourself, um, as mm -hmm. oh these guys are all playing out in the Alps, and and then I didn't really put it together until quite some time afterwards. So it doesn't really sort of register in my mind as a gig we played together. But of course, we did. And yeah, it's a it's funny. You give people the benefit of the doubt, don't you? Because you're like, I just thought, I oh, you're Jerry, Jerry. I heard about you, so you big fish in uh, VT. As it were, you know, <laughs> well, I assume that you're, you know, and I assume you're working with Rich and Eric as well. I don't know. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. You're saying, okay, these people are doing their thing. It's, and watching you when you played, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm, this is this is pretty nice. I'm, I'm going to be like too crazy, you know, too much going on and stuff. Oh, so, that's really that's, so that's probably that, how I was looking at it. Like, oh man, he set the tone now. It's very nice, and like your, your voice is just, you know, silky, you know. Stop and it. Stop. I it. shout essentially <laughs> in comparison. Nice. So you know, it's just, that's what I mean when people give you, you put yourself down on a step and you put someone on a pedestal. It's just natural human psychology, I guess. I think I think there's something in that, yeah. And um, it's Definitely. it's it's very it's very flattering for me as well because I mean on that night particularly, uh, 
the interesting thing for me in the Alps is that I've I've gone up the Alps. I did I've done one proper season as a musician. That's when I was over in the VT Valley. Um, but a lot of it was sort of like well, I, there's a this amazing close knit scene in the in the Maribel Valley, which is where you are you based in Maribel or, or Breed or something? Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, and for me as an outside musician coming in felt very overwhelming. And you were just super super friendly and generous. And it's really nice to hear that you know you you almost had a little bit of sort of well oh, I'm following this guy afterwards because I felt exactly yeah, the same way the other way around. Like I was like oh Christ I, I hope I don't mess this up because it's in front of every musician in the, in the valley. So yeah, but really it, it speaks up. to the type of people that you are that we are out here. Yeah. You know what I love about Maribel and the whole of the, the valley and everything is that everyone's just so so cool so nice you know you, yeah. i remember i haven't played in england for a long time i used to do the the southwest scene talkie yeah scene music yeah. obviously you know yeah well i'm going down there this summer as well i'll be, yeah. I'll be doing the southwest oh, yeah. this summer yeah it seems to be a bit well, of a pairing yeah well in that case i don't want to put you off but yeah i remember <laughs> when i was in this in the talkie scene and there was it's quite a clicky bunch to be honest yeah you yeah, know, like be. people didn't look at me as someone that they want to be part of bands. They didn't, you know, they didn't. If you weren't part of that group, and I was never really part of that group. Mm. Uh, I have my own group, uh, but yeah, it's like here, it's surprising, you know, how yeah. it, it shouldn't be surprising because generally people are good, right? Yeah. But um, it's just amazing to see how, how supportive and, you know, it, people just include everyone and we just got to get to jam together mm. and there's no rivalry there's no jealousy there's nothing like that mm. it's, it's all a very encouraging mm. place to be really you know that's what I love about it yeah you know? I've made such a great bunch of friends yeah. through music normally you wouldn't have you have a lot of friends who are your trade but here it's just like all my friends are musicians yeah. and we're all best mates yeah it's just lovely it's like it's like a family you yeah know? and I definitely felt that vibe like I was it was mm. it's it was intimidating I didn't know I mean I knew that I knew Paddy and I knew that Paddy was going to be there and he let me know that you know most of the musicians in the valley were going to come to that gig and that kind of ramped up the pressure for me because I, I was I didn't know anybody <laughs> and, and I like you said mm. I think sometimes in the UK and I've definitely felt this here because I, I don't tend to have one location that I sort of grew up in and and sort of blossomed out of as a scene I've I've played everywhere and I've always been very nomadic with my music and because of that it's hard to fit into that local clique and so it's natural yeah. I think as a musician as you travel around you find new places that you there's sort of there's always a suspicion of you as a new musician coming in to try and get into a scene and I think that is true yeah, yeah but yeah. The, Maribel is, is an astonishing place for it and yeah. I'd love to go back I out there if, if Brexit allows yeah. <laughs> at some point yeah I assumed you were here to be yeah. honest it's, yeah. it's, well, so, I, I assumed that everyone was here and then turns yeah. out everyone is here it's great well that's case in point you see how many musicians do you know that you usually come to your gigs you know I yeah. remember a lot of my musician friends never come to my gigs maybe yeah. one might come yeah. here that night is yeah. a perfect example of yeah, that you yeah, know? Yeah. every single musician is there like, it's amazing players and everything yeah. they're all just there to appreciate and enjoy you see the support yeah. that you got and I got yeah. from all our you know yeah. our friends people that I know and people maybe you don't know but we still got the same encouragement from them yeah. that's what's so good about it yeah. all, we all go to each other's gigs all the time yeah it's, you know? it's an amazing thing it's amazing and a rare <laughs> it's thing. amazing right um, yeah absolutely I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, your history in music because um, I 
I, there's a little bit about you online. I did a little bit of research, and I know a little bit about you from chatting to you. I know I've already, I've already mm. cased you up. <laughs> what? There's what still a few videos left online. That's amazing. Um, and uh, and I know, having spoken to you a little bit as well, that you have this interesting history. I'm not sure how much you want to go into it, but there, there's definitely an interesting history on on some publishing issues you had and how that's affected your your sort of path as a solo musician and a mm -hmm. musician in bands but um uh, if you could talk a little bit about sort of like i mean it strikes me you've been a musician forever would that be fair yeah, to say absolutely. And absolutely and you've been yeah. a, you've been a technically proficient musician since you're about 12 as far as i can work out <laughs> so, unlike us well, late starters <laughs> you know we're all all learning all still yeah, learning yeah, you know? yeah, yeah there's a lot of no, stuff that i wish true. i could do and i yeah i I can't do it yet. I'm really annoyed. You know, we're yeah. on this learning curve. Sure, sure. And I think that 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 it's modesty just, is just perspective of where we think that we are compared to others. But we're all Absolutely. trying to, you yeah. know, climb up. And yeah. <laughs> no, That's... there isn't a there isn't a top of the mountain. I don't think. You no, know? no, no. And I think that modesty is something I really respect about you as well because I think you've you do have this kind of breadth of experience that a lot of us us musicians don't have. And I, I think it's it's fantastic that you're still so modest and humble about it. Um, but um, I, did, I read that you, I'm not sure whether this is still going on, but you started in blues, is that fair to say, as a sort of performing musician? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I started in blues, but I certainly had my most, uh, <clears throat> the bulk of my professional music career would have been as a blues artist, you know what I mean? I feel like I've had lots of different... Different, uh, different faces within the music, you know, because I like lots of different styles of music and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I took the blues the furthest <clears throat> out of all of those, certainly going back 10 years or so. And know. that was the Jay Tamkin band? Or was it yeah, a number of different projects? Start right, I'll start from the very beginning. <laughs> oh, please do. I started in, <laughs> I started in yeah, a little band in year seven, so I was about 11, I suppose, 12. I think I got my first electric guitar around about that time and we started a band me and my mate Chris and um, and my dad in fact who managed to <laughs> convince, he, yeah he's a drummer and uh, I managed maybe. to convince him to uh, to be in a band it took a while but we got him, we got him in and uh, yeah it was just fantastic because I was so chuffed to have my dad playing with me and stuff and um, you know we had an actual drummer not some stupid kid that couldn't play drums also it's like a big thing when you're a kid you know? yeah I feel like you've got something up against the other bands yeah and um, yeah so we we recorded Jacob and the Cream Crackers and our logo was exactly <laughs> the same as Jacob's Cream Crackers and the whole point was to try and get some you know publicity by you know copyright fraud and that yeah. type of thing like that <laughs> jumping on the tails of a bigger brand I like yeah, it I like yeah, it yeah of course you there's no other way from a young age <laughs> like, there was no Instagram at the time it just had to be as shrewd and cheeky as you possibly yeah. could it didn't work of course <laughs> uh, of course it didn't work but it was fun yeah um, yeah we were just scheming of things it never works uh, yeah so that that became it was just punky kind of you know of the time I was really inspired by Green Day Offspring yeah uh, yeah just stuff like that really you know that kind of turn of the century music yeah uh, that was popular then I'm sure we went through that yeah and Skate, um, skater punk I was in that scene yeah I man I was a skater punk yeah. I had wallet chain everything yeah. like the really wide yeah. shorts yeah love skating man yeah, yeah absolutely and um, yeah so we, we did that for a few years and then it became we actually had a guy called Jacob in the band J-A-C he was called Jack we, we just said he was Jacob and then he left and we were like 
we're the crackers. Yeah. So we just call ourselves like, we just we're like, okay, we're the crackers. Like, I'm a fan of crackers. I love crackers. Anyway, cheese and pickled crackers is one of yeah. my favourite meals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Curry crackers you know yeah. it's up there with like some complex dishes so yeah we became the crackers and i just became the front man because um i was i was playing bass to start with and we had a singer i ended up on guitar and i ended up singing and then slowly different members of the group lost interest because they weren't really musicians or you know they weren't really mm. into that i was going different and it just became jay tampkin yeah. You know, Jay, Jay Tamkin and the Crackers and we lost the, we lost Jacob we lost the Crackers it just became Jay Tamkin fan and by that time we were you know I'd started playing in, in pubs I remember I went to I went to a pub when I was 14 or 15 I think yeah. with my mate and on a Friday we had a Friday off and I went there with my little guitar my little amp and we went in there it's like look I know we're young but can we have a gig so I just sat there and played in some like <laughs> crappy songs and he was like I know, I appreciate you coming in here. I appreciate you doing that, so I'm going to give you a gig. And he gave us a, yeah, that was my That's first. That's the way to do it. That's how I still do it. I still turn up at pubs and go, please, please. Can yeah, you I wish I brought my acoustic instead of bringing an amp. It, you know, it sounds yeah. terrible, just acoustic, electric guitar through an amp. So yeah, uh, we got a gig and then it just became blue stuff, man. You know, it's like went to Jimi Hendrix and Steve Ray Vaughan. I went through that whole thing. Yeah. You know, my dad um, had guitar lessons from a, a quite inspiring bloke that we have a lot to thank for in our household. You know, he introduced us to all this blue stuff, and that's just just went from there, really. Yeah. And I ended up um, I ended up touring, uh, doing a lot of tours in Germany and Holland, the Benelux area, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And um, I also there's read a lot of music. There was a lot of music out there for for the blues genre. You know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of musicians have that blues awakening at some point, and I've had um, our mutual friend um, Al Jones on the podcast, and uh, he's obviously Great a, man. A, yeah, amazing, yeah, blues player. A, incredible the tone ranger. <clears throat> exactly, exactly, and uh, and he's uh, he's really inspired me because I've been he's set up this this YouTube um, series on on blues. I really hope that he continues to do it, and he's inspiring me to like get more into my blues zone as well. I've always skirted around the edges of it, feeling like. You know, I, I I love blues, but I just don't feel like I'm quite a natural fit in that domain. So I tend to be on, mm -hmm. the, on the outskirts a little bit. But I think blues is one thing that every musician goes through that phase at some point. That's a phase, but you know what I mean? Every musician oh, yeah. has, so that, it's, has that thing inside that. It's one of the one of the important books in the library of music that you, you have to That's read. That's it. It's a good you know, exactly you, a chapter. And you can... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, chapter, and then you could just get caught and then carry on doing it and stuff. And there's a lot that you can learn from the blues, obviously. Yeah. And it's one of the best. It's one of the best genres for jamming because it's yeah. just twelve, twelve bar, absolutely slow or fast. Yeah, you know. And once you've nailed that, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's very satisfying to play. So it's a good genre for a post-COVID world where we're probably going to be told we can't be singers anymore because it spits viruses all over the crowd. So just getting your blues jam band and that'll be, that'll be how you talk. Yes. Um, before we go any further, um, what I usually do on this podcast is ask people to uh, play a song and I see you've got your guitar in front of you very diligently. So that looks like a... No, I, just, I, just, I, I, I tested it before and I was just like... Nah, stupid. No. I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. like, and that looks, yeah, that looks right. You know, I'm more comfortable with a guitar. In my is, hand. is that the one? I remember I borrowed a guitar off you in the Tav gig. It was a Taylor, I think. Is that the Taylor? Is that the one? Oh, I think it might be. I think I played that guitar. 
It might be a different you, tailor. You've got two uh, tailors. I think you've got two I very similar tailors, tailor. haven't you? Uh, yeah, okay. two tailor tamkin these days. Uh, no, <laughs> I think was that the one that was that the one that I said? Oh, it's got a bit of a dodgy plug on it. I think so, I think it must be. Yeah, but like, just and, for, and you just, just plugged it in. You're like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, wow, it's never happened. It always goes wrong for me. Yeah. Just, oh, it's cool. I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty chill with guitars. Just for the romanticism, though, Jay, I want to yeah. believe that I've played that guitar you're about to play. So can oh. you just pretend. Oh, hang on. Oh, this one. Yeah, this is the one <laughs> you played. Yeah, of course it is. So it all comes full circle. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. Yeah, I just realised that what I was talking about doesn't exist. Um, so <laughs> you're gonna play us a song, which I'm really. <laughs> Pleased about, ah, yeah. if that's okay. Forced me to play a song. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. We'll and if do. you could, if you could tell us a little bit about what the song is about, that would be fab, and how it came to be. That's always an interesting story for me. Okay, so, I mean, you're a prolific songwriter, so you know what it's like when you go through the stages of writing and what you might. It could just be anything, right? You, know, you sometimes you're just inspired. Indeed. But at the beginning of a relationship, there's certain type of inspiration yeah um i really i really don't like to write lovey songs i got love songs but i don't like to love you know like eh, i saw you there and then your hair and then, I, i'm not that guy I just yeah me neither try my best. a lot of us I'm try to do that yeah exactly but i just don't want to be that guy so i find most of my inspiration comes at the end of a relationship uh, where i have all this you know kind of marcus mumford pent up hurt energy type thing you know and that's, that's that's when I've written I think some of my my favourite songs of mine you and me both and uh, it it just it doesn't it's not coming from a place where I'm looking for something it's just me saying I'm okay mm. you know I don't I don't need that I'm alright some of them could be you know for the blues it's like ah you treat me like a fool or that you know that's that's good. I've written a lot of blues songs after relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <Understandable>. <laughs> you know, angry blues songs. But this particular one I want to play, yeah, I wrote this at the end of um, a relationship. I haven't had big relationships, but my second most, uh, you know, biggest relationship in my life. Yeah. And at the time it was the biggest thing. So uh, yeah, this song is about the end of a relationship really no no it's not it's not even about the relationship it's just about being okay with myself and just being like well i'm cool i don't want anyone i don't need anyone you know Fab. all right yeah well I'll take it's it away sad it's not sad it's liberating if anything it's called honesty and, ah okay yeah. i know i know um, it yeah it, it literally says I don't want anybody. <laughs> Meaning I don't want just anybody, you know? But okay, okay. Yeah, man. Oh, this is weird to play with headphones. Yeah, well Lighting maybe you can always you. I sometimes pop one off so I can hear myself a little bit. Oh, maybe that's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like the, the female diva exactly. in the studio for the first time. <laughs> Ooh yeah, I'm not using her. You will call you right. call you DJ. You get it? It's <laughs> weird. Cool style, you know. Okay. <laughs> Tuned it once today, I'm not tuning it again. Sounds good. Because to of me. this. Overwhelming feeling I wear my heart 
Cause I don't want anybody I'm already on the ball of my plan When love flickers into view Cause I don't want anybody <laughs> I think if you don't put your guitar out of tune, you haven't been playing hard enough. That's probably the rule. Um, but yeah, lots exactly. of comments in the chat. Well, like people are, people are loving it. People are oh, loving yeah. it. Um, oh, my boy Lou. My brother. I noticed Paddy, Paddy dropped in as well. Paddy said we at some point as well. But um, anyway, um, 
Uh, fad song. I've I've heard that a couple of times. I've heard you play that live. Um, I think I heard you play that with um, something I've never seen before. When we played the um, the gig in in the tavern in Maribel, you brought out this extraordinary bass pedal system. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, I've 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 never even seen one of those. I was like, I'm sure it's quite common, but and you then you proceeded it's, to it's play. Not. It's not common. <laughs> I was astonished. It's like almost, almost like it's almost like a, the bottom part of an organ, and you proceeded yeah. to play that song with this extraordinary like tonal bass pedal thing. I'm just astonished. Yeah, he, he's in here somewhere. I don't know where he's gone. Oh, he hasn't gigged for. In fact, that's probably the last time I used it. That's the last time I played that song. Probably. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah, almost the end of the season, wasn't it? Because it was a very short season. Yeah, I think it's like uh, so. I've um, I, I noticed when I was doing my uh, my deep dive uh, that, and, and we we've discussed this a little bit before, but that song is I think the second to last song you you've released to the ether um, behind mm. um, uh, "Grown Up in Every Way," which I think was the most recent one you've put. Out. Um, do correct me if any of this information is mm. totally off. Up the wrong tree. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you could be right. I could be wrong. I don't know. I have no idea, mate. It's such a so, sounds about right. It's a long time sounds since I've right. done anything. I, I mean, that that song was written in 2010, I think. But this is this is you what know, I wanted so to talk to you about because stupid, isn't it? yeah, because you you've you released a lot of tunes back onto the internet. I'm going to say back because I'm sure that some of them are quite old. Um, in uh, early 2020, which is sort of around the same time that we were we we met properly out in the Alps. And um, and you said to me at the time that you'd had this sort of like hiatus where you presumably and I'd love to hear the story behind this, but presumably you you kind of came up and sort of garnered some attention, got involved with a publisher company, and mm. that that stopped you from releasing music as a solo. Is that would that be sort of around the? Yeah, is it, yeah. Are you okay um, talking about this or is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, cool. Like anyone, I, I would say I I haven't reached any kind of you know. Uh, I did okay. I had a CD and HMV at one point. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> did I, there's a certain round that you can do with the blues scene, you know, and I, I, sure. I, I've kind of saturated it really. You can only go to a certain level unless you get lucky and you, you know, John Mayer and uh, Joe Bonamassa, I guess, are the only two that have really mm. gone that, that step further. Kenny mm. Wayne Shepherd, things like that in America. Mm. But yeah, certainly in the, the English <clears throat> and the, the Benelux blues scene is. There's only a certain amount of clubs, mm. and I was working with a guy that gets you the the BBC, um, the Paul Jones Blues Show. You do a session on there, and then you're in the Times, and you do the HMV, and you do all these it's starting a few things. You know, it's quite yeah. cool, but yeah, yeah, you should do that, and then you know, a year or two later, that's it. Really, there's nothing <clears throat> left to do. So I did all that. I was in a room with um, uh, this uh, uh, a publishing company. And uh, there's there's a few yeah there's a few sides to this story really like if you get anywhere in music um, at any level really you're gonna have a one of a few things or probably all of them you can have someone trying to manipulate what you do you know like creatively which mm. is a lot of a lot of people at the top have a, have the problem with or you're gonna have someone that just rips you off they're gonna see that's just unfortunately some tr human trait where you. Just, there are creative people and then there are people that their ability is just to skim a bit off the top mm. or worse just completely screw you mm. and there seems to be a lot of sharks in that, that business sure. so um, uh, the, the first kind of thing that happened to me that kind of made me think right this is you know kind of put me didn't put me off just 
was was quite a, of a downer at the time. I was in a room with um, um, some execs, and uh, things were looking very promising. Mm. And uh, I was very, very, yeah, it was a very position of like, oh, this is exciting. And someone had said, yeah, we're going to go ahead. We are, we're going to work. You're going to work with this company. They're um, a massive promotional company. They put your, basically put your, your album on billboards and in all the magazines and, you know, TV, stuff like the top stuff, basically. Mm. And they said, right, so um, it's £5,000 a month and we will do that for you. And I was like, wow. Well, I was a blues musician, mate, so I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, well, I said, family. Like, well, so how, how, how many months do we pay this for? You know, how long does it go on? And, uh, well, we're just un open-ended, really. You just keep paying until something happens. Yeah. Couldn't do it. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't do something like that when yeah. you're in a position of, you know, original music. It's like, yeah. okay, so it's a money-making scheme you have to have got in the room in the first place mm. but i just realized yeah that's how the business is run mm. you could have a girl that's you know her parents are rich and she's got a bit of skill and they just chuck mm. her in this room and go there you go right yeah okay this is a price we have this we're selling it you know mm. we choose who we sell it to mm. so i was like well yeah i can't do that back to square one i guess i don't know yeah um i got involved with yeah a bunch of different uh, managers, agents, PR, different types of people that you know, and it's good because it keeps you. It gives you faith in yourself. You know, mm. it's very good for you know inspiring and everything. There was a period where I was working with one guy, and I was writing you know three or four songs a day at one time. You know, because mm. I was like, this is great, this is cool. Um, he got me some pretty cool stuff actually. Got me a support for Kings of Leon at the LG Arena. Oh wow. Um, some NBC TV stuff in America. It's cool stuff. Yeah. But um, he also put me in touch with this publisher. Yeah. Who? Uh, I see the energy drain out of your face there when you say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still bright white though. I see. If the lights weren't so bright, you'd see that I've gone. I've gone Jezza Rouge as well. <laughs> yeah. A shade uh, of jazz. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly a lighter shade of jazz <laughs> definitely um <clears throat> yes he uh he he had me believing that he was my mate and everything best amazing he was so desperate to get my 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 songs signed to him basically mm. and of course yeah you, i was wet behind the ears man i didn't know you know i was just like excited that's that's how they get you yeah you know and especially after having me like well I'm, I'm trying something else now after this this whole blues things I'm doing something else now the before I was you know it was mainly band stuff I'd kind of started doing acoustic stuff with the bass pedals yeah. at this time and I I had something specific that I could do you know mm. with my bass pedals and the guitar that was my my cool little outfit that I could do solo and a big sound and I was ready to just promote that yeah uh, yeah and he he obviously liked it too yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he whipped those songs off of me. I signed a contract willingly, loving, happily. Oh, this is great. We're going to work together. Um, he started as soon as we we started we we started working together after signing all that. He he really didn't know what he was talking about. You know, he's from a, a different era, really. Yeah, and um, he didn't know what was popular. He didn't know what was cool or what was. He didn't know anything about the the, the movement of the the market or the music scene at all. Mm. He just wanted to get my songs, mm. and 
yeah, and I kept on saying every week, like, you know, what what's what's the plan? You know, are you going to get me publishing licensing deals? That's that's kind of what you're selling it on, mm. you know. Mm. And I've got a PRS account. I've got all my songs there. I've got hundred, probably about 120 songs on there, you know. Mm. Mm. So if I go and gig them and I send a lot of radios, I bound to get something at least. Yeah, I got totally. nothing, yeah. nothing from what he said he was going to do. The oh, only wow. money that came from my PRS was this, as you may know, there's live uh, gigs and then there's radio uh, MCPS yeah. licensing agreements and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Nothing from that side. I don't know anything about that. I'm a musician, Yeah, yeah. you know? I, I'm, a, I'm signing this with him so that he can do that and he has a percentage, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah, he did nothing. Mm. did absolutely nothing for me I've just signed away 25 songs with him or something like that yeah and it was just it was kind of daunting because he was trying to get me to do all these other things and I was like well but this is my plan he's like right you tell me what you want to do and we'll do that I'm like well I'm asking you if we can yeah. do this and I, I kept and eventually yeah. like a year or two later I was just like look any chance I can get my songs back because I don't really want to be I don't want to be promoting them and he's going to take a huge cut you yeah, know, sure. Of the of the royalties, and that's not how it should work. Because yeah. I've got, I've got another publisher I've worked with, and he's been good to me. You know, he he he'll give me, like, l most of it. Mm. You know, mm. it's very um, it's very tricky world, isn't it? I mean, I've I've not really had any experience with the. I mean, to a certain degree, I've, I'm I'm very in, I'm very I'm, I'm a late bloomer, as it were. So I've only really been doing this full time for about mm. three years. And um, because I came into it late, I, I remember um, working with a producer who said, um, don't worry, nobody's looking for you, Jeremy, so you'll probably be okay. And what he meant by that <laughs> is that he, he basically said that there's all this machinery in the music industry that's looking for talented young people who are sort of naively looking towards this kind of future of hope and excitement. And all you have to do is say, you know, give them a couple of little bu buzzwords. And like you said, you're drawn into this idea. And there's so many pirates out there, basically, um, just trying to sort of, you know, kind of cut a little bit of, of dough. And uh, it's such a tragic thing. And I've, I've met a few people, actually. You're not, you're not the only musician I've mm. met who has a sort of tale of woe to the point where actually I've got some very, very talented friends who have been basically put off doing anything because they had yeah, they absolutely. had negative experiences and then they they sort of you know they just it leaves them with a kind of sick taste in their stomach yeah so. i i every musician of anything that's got any recognition i've come across a few you know mm. they've all got a, a, a exactly that story of woe and they've got some mm. where they've managed to they've, or they've paid a million to get out of it or something like that yeah. you know yeah, yeah. or they've just disappeared off the face of the earth and, mm. <clears throat> but it's true like you know you nowadays you get adverts on facebook saying like, oh you're losing your hair you're trying to it's clickbait musicians yeah. are they're, they're that fish you know yeah and they and these these guys will just yeah they've got something that they want it's totally. so easy to mold them yeah. because they're just blinded by like you said yeah. this this vision of hope and a future of fame and you know i, I yeah. really i don't think it would be as anywhere as good as anyone thinks it would be well, I, I think there's actually, I mean, uh, f philosophically, I've always really believed in the idea of a, of, a, of a slow and steady, gradual progression. Because I think if you, move, if you, if you get too far, get too high too quickly, you have a, a very quick burst of endorphins and then basically mm -hmm. you're there and anything down from there is disappointing. 
Um, whereas, whereas if you just take it slow, I mean, sure, it's a long journey, but I think <laughs> I think if you just take it slow and it's like these little incremental appreciate steps, every little experience that you have throughout the way. Exactly. Then you know the you're, person you started off as when you started. Wouldn't you? Totally. Yeah. And you get to the, you get to your goal. In a way, it applies to so many things in life. But if you take this sort of like gradual stepped approach, you know, you you remain, you you get those little incremental boosts, but you don't risk that that having. You know, somebody like Lewis Capaldi, who basically at, at the age of 24 has just gone absolutely bonkers. And it, like he, mm. he jokes about it in interviews, but he says the, the only place from here is down. And there's something really mm, yeah. sad about that. You know, it's, he's got he's got 30 years of a career ahead of him where it's only going to get worse. Well, physically as well, you know, his voice, he lost his voice and then they, yeah. they had to change the, the song a couple of keys down. Cause it, oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, surprise me though. I know that. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever heard him on the radio, and I was just like, because I I just had a, a a vocal surgery on vocal cords, you know, so oh, wow. I'm always very careful with something. I look at, I listen to people differently than I used to, and as soon as I heard that on the radio, uh, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, that's not good, you know, what is this? And of course, yeah. I found out more about him, I saw him at Glastonbury, he was hilarious, you know, that's... Yeah great artists great voices are but it's not you know you you can't sustain that yeah you know is that there is that just yeah that with with the the modern pop um male scene at the moment is very kind of if it's a if it's a guy who has control but a guttural thing you know you're Mm -hmm. talking about um uh i I, I can't think of any of them right now but there's a lot of guys in that sort of bracket dermot kennedy's the um um, anyway, you know what I mean. It, it mm-hmm. tends yeah, to be that that's course, yeah. that's what's um, that's what sort of like flavour of the month. But actually, you're totally right from a from a singing perspective. That's not sustainable moving forward. And I think these guys probably will get to a certain point and they'll have no voice left. But luckily for Definitely. Lewis, I mean, he'll probably be a stand-up comedian. Anyway, let's talk about something a little <laughs> bit more um, uh, a little bit more um, upbeat, which is that I'm fascinated with multi instrumentalists. Mm-hmm. And you are very much a multi instrumentalist, and um, I'm not only am I fascinated, I'm I'm hideously jealous of you. Um, but <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about. Uh, I mean, what's in, what's fascinating about you is that I I see I see you as somebody who is totally comfortable as a solo with a guitar in front of a crowd. But then I all the time I'm seeing you play. I playing. You know, I see you in a band playing bass here, and I see you in a band playing keys there, and I see you. I mean, I'm not sure I've seen you on the drums yet, but you you just have this amazing adaptability to so many positions. Is there something for you that really resonates, or is it just having all these little things, which is which is so pleasurable? I guess it's the way you look at music. You know, I spent my whole life listening to all sorts of different instruments. I never went into music going, I want to, I want, I didn't go in to be like, I want to be a guitarist. Yeah, you know, people always say that like, was what's your favorite instrument or what was your first instrument how many instruments i hate all those questions yeah, you know, yeah because yeah, like yeah. i really can't answer it yeah uh for, for example people say like what about like, a saxophone i saxophone clarinet flute they're all the same fingering you know it's the same thing i've i've had a go on it i have a saxophone i wouldn't ever be like oh, i'm gonna go and blast out a jazz jam or anything you know? never, never been tempted on the strikes to uh, pick up the sax and... well, I have but I, yeah I just I understand how the instrument works do you know yeah. what I mean yeah uh, but I mean the core the core instruments like piano guitar bass and drums certainly I mean I I certainly understand very much how the bass and the guitar and the piano works mm. you know 
That's it, yeah. Sure. I, uh, I enjoy drums because it's it's a really fun instrument. It's just it's just it's an engine, and whichever form you know you can use, you can drive that engine with. It's yeah, the music is the engine. You know, that's how I see it. I found, really? yeah, I found it's interesting. I having done these podcasts, I never re- realised this so much before, but it's, this doing this podcast has allowed me to talk to a lot of musicians, and I'm I'm loving that because it's given me this insight. But I found that. Um, a good 40-45% of musicians that I've interviewed for this podcast tend to be tend to be solo, at least in part solo singer-songwriters and a lot of them have a history in percussion like Paddy mm-hmm. Paddy's one of these people, Paddy actually Paddy James, our, our mutual friend from the Alps um, he, he actually started off as a drummer and this, I don't know I whether there's know something that, that he yeah. never told me that yeah, so next time, <laughs> next time you're jamming with Paddy you've got to get him on the drums but yeah, that seems I, to be this oh, thing. Kept that one for me. Yeah. You're listening, buddy. I'm, I'm on to you now. Yeah. There seems to be this thing with, where where I think people, hey, JB. people sorry, who sorry, are, JB. yeah, yeah, do feel, feel free to uh, to <laughs> say hello to people. Um, but there seems to be this thing where I think um, the the musicians who end up going and and becoming the the sort of solo front people have this kind of rooting often in a fundamental understanding of the kind of mechanics of it all, I guess. And that's what the drums is, right? The drums is that 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 brickwork of the house. And the, yeah. the guitar and the yeah. vocals is like what you, you know, the paint you use and the pictures you put on the wall. Yeah. You know. I'd say I'd say the drums are I mean you can you can do music without drums, but if you have a band and it doesn't have drums, you need the drums. That's the funny thing about like, the irony, I guess, is that it's required. You can't have just two electric guitars and a bass. It's gonna be sound yeah. it's gonna sound so weird. You're gonna miss yeah, you can do a guitar. Sure. You can just play piano or guitar on its own. Yeah. But like the drums in that case, yeah, they're 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 yeah, the skeleton of the of the house. Yeah. And I'd say probably bass is the brickwork. Yeah. You know, the the that, foundation. That's a that's because, a good way to put it, yeah, yeah. For me, bass is the most important. It's the, the one I respect the most. That's why I have. That's why I lug that weird bass foot thing around with me. Yeah. Because I just I need bass. And if I play keys, I always have the bass keys. Yeah. If I if I can, I get a chance. I will play bass in a band because I just love bass, or all, all forms of it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, bass and bass and guitar. I think they're on par when it comes mm. to a band situation for mm. the ground and where it, you know, sure. the, the glue and the foundations. I think I think if you're a fan of the drums, the the bass is a natural partner because it it it's very much the accompanying rhythmic element to most songs, isn't it? When you when you pair up mm. the drums and the bass correctly, it sets this amazing foundation for the more kind of mid range and and higher higher frequency sort of instruments like the guitar and the vocals. So. Um, Anyway, um, I we we are amazingly uh, nearly out of time. It, it, it flies. That's ma- this, yeah, you're, that's, uh, that's so, crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know right, but, what happens is you start waffling, and then suddenly the time is <laughs> time is elapsed. But I, I would love it if you would perhaps play us one more song before we say goodbye. Um, yeah. Have you, you got a song? Nice in? Out a tune song. So, yeah, exactly. So, you might have to retune you, the guitar. You talk whilst I tune. How about that? <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I'm terrible at monologuing. Mm. This is this is my problem. I'm, I'm only, I can only Does. make sense when I'm talk, chatting to somebody. I'll, ju- I'll do this. <laughs> exactly. So it feels like we're having a conversation. I also can't. I also, I've, I've realised because I stream now as well, and I can't talk while I while I tune. So I'm, I don't have a brain where I can do the two things at once. So. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not able to do it either. Apparently, <laughs> I was going to answer you, but I couldn't. Yeah. Oh. 
It's just weird. It, it says it's in tune, but I know it's not in tune. You know, sometimes you just got to feel it. Oh, it you just got to feel, feel those Okay, frequencies. I regret what I just said. It's definitely in tune. <laughs> uh, I haven't, man, I haven't played these songs for a very long time, really. Oh, well, I'm I wasn't joking when I said yeah. that, that that gig, probably, what we played, was potentially the last time I played my originals because you know in the Alps you don't you're not playing originals all the time sure. you're playing 500 miles yeah. and Valerie you know because yeah. you have to that's yeah. what they want you don't want yeah, yeah. indulgent stuff so yeah it probably was the last time I've played any of these songs so yeah I'm surprised that next chord oh, is that the song <laughs> so I'll give you a, a tune um, this is uh, <clears throat> again very old song I haven't I started writing again Recently, fab, glad to hear it. But um, yeah, I just want to see how that, those last seven years, eight years experiences affect my writing because it's always interesting what happens, isn't it, over time? I'm sure you'll but, mature like a great cheese. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not cheesy. You take it out the fridge, you give it mouldy. So <laughs> that's a good, that's a good mature. <laughs> Too, too mature, too mature. Yeah, way too mature. Uh, like an old wine or uh, whiskey or something. Oh, that's better, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a, a song about a friend of mine who would always end up... Um, I chose this song because of the story. Uh, he's, um, he's a good soul. He saved my car from being robbed and got stabbed in the meantime wow yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah he's, he's the type of guy that will you know get a burning baby uh, uh, burning baby not a burning baby uh, get run into a burning house to get a baby you know? uh, well, but then yeah. then he won't treat himself in the right in the same way and, and maybe he feels like other people don't have that but I've always had a massive respect he's one of my best mates yeah. of all time and you know I wrote this song for him because he's more likely to end up on the other side of the bar you know Sure. Uh, when really he deserves um, deserves the love that he 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 gives people. Sure. So this is for him from my boy Sting. Lovely. It's called the Martyr. Okay. Goes like this. So there you go. How's it go? I've played it for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I got to the ear thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't hear it. Was a... <laughs> I've been trying to work. supposed to be Ooh, I get a tear in my eye when I think of you Because I wish I could help but I just don't know what to do You're a martyr, a hero, a sufferer You think of others, just think of yourself for once If you'll think of anyone Ooh, I get a tear in my eye when I think of you Make a change is go on and on and on. But you're strong enough. 
headphones are going. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> like one of those link DJs now. There we go. Better. You're a hero in no ways and everyone No matter of something that you should be thinking about If you'll think of anything Oh, I get it too looping here. Ah. My songs, I do a song and then I loop for ages and make a little melody mountain. But I ain't looping today. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what happens. talk to you halfway through and I was like I really can't hear me anyway but, <laughs> but amazing 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 I the only my only sad point is that I can't be in person with you listening to that song um, oh, the Instagram doesn't well, do it the guy upstairs is probably not yeah. enjoying it so <laughs> since I halfway thought I just realised oh god I've got these on I can hear he's probably like <laughs> stop it but I've heard um Amazing. Thank Jay, thank you so much for your time this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. My um, pleasure, man. It really is a, my pleasure. You're, you're a fascinating guy. You're a fantastic musician. And I'm, I look forward to a time when we can get together and play some tunes again. Um, Absolutely, man. 
But uh, one thing I like to I like to end the podcast with is um, a, a ray of hope for the people watching. So thank you very much for everybody who's who's tuned in today. It's amazing for you yeah. guys to tune in and, and listen to us waffling on. Um, but um, <laughs> I'd love to talk to you just quickly about what your plans for music are the next twelve months. Whether you're releasing anything, how people can find out more about you, all that sort of good stuff. So, do you have a plan over the next coming, hopefully, COVID-free yeah. time? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's amazing how much creativity the the, the pandemic has brought out in everybody. Absolutely, you know, even people yeah. that weren't songwriters started writing a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, absolutely. I just I've been recording my videos and I'm slowly sneaking them out. I've got another one coming out. I keep saying it's coming out. It's yeah, not, I've done anything with it, but uh, preferably in the next yeah within the next few weeks, I'm gonna pop out another video I, my all I really want to do is just have I got a lot to say mm. you know original music wise and I just want to say it all and just mm. get it out get a redesigned website I don't mm. use the website anymore but so just you, have just have my profile online properly because I haven't redone really yeah. that you know I've recorded yeah. all these songs the last 15 years 20 years yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I'm in the next 12 months yeah I'm gonna record them all properly you know, not just me recording it myself because yeah. I, I always do it myself. I'm gonna yeah. spend a lot of money and go to a proper studio and get it all done within Amazing. 12 months and just get on, yeah, J-Type can ban Facebook and Instagram yeah. and yeah. everywhere, you know, so that's that's the plan. So you're at J-Tampkin on most things across the board, would that be Yeah, I think, I think I'm the only J-Tampkin there is. Every time, yeah, I've got, I've got, there's no yeah. J-Tankin 1, there's J-Tankin, it's uh, just J-Tankin, there's a, I think there's a Jimmy Tankin, yeah. but I'm the only one that uses J-A-Y. That's good, so that's good, because I'm not any, the only Jeremy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to show my mum, I was like, is it this guy? No, it's not that guy. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not. But Jeremy Jong songs, uh, there's only one Jeremy John songs. This so. is true, there's only that's one person cool, with man. that, that when I found that, I was so shocked. I was Jeremy Johnson music for a long time, and then it just kind of like popped into my head, and I was like, I, if that is free, on every platform, Mate, I'm gonna. I love your puns. Oh, thank you. I love thank your you. puns. I need to do more. Someone actually, uh, <laughs> someone actually the other day gave me a really good idea, which is um, I love making really bad jokes. And somebody said, "Oh, you should do, you should do Jeremy's." Jeremy, perfect. Yeah. There we go. See, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Yes, that's my future." That's my future. Um, uh, so you've you mentioned a website. Is you because I didn't find a website. Is it? Are you, are you planning on? There one, was or? a we yeah. There was a website, and it was jtagging. Dot com and as it should be right and uh, yeah I think it's it's one of those Wix ones and it just ended up being really expensive sure and it and it without telling me it stopped it went back to if you put in www.wix.com forward slash edit this slash slash school dot com forward slash government yeah. org ac j tankin wix and you know yeah. you'll get it yeah <laughs> so there is something out there but it's so just that's hidden. yeah just if you could just put that one on your, <laughs> <laughs> well, your link now it's um yeah it's coming in the next few weeks i'm meeting with a good friend of mine who's going to help me sort that out again <clears> well <throat> I, look, I look forward to seeing your presence on the internet blossom mm. and um, i'm excited to hear your new tunes and i'm excited Thanks, to see those videos because i love your videos as well very creative and <laughs> so silly uh, no, no I love her. I love her. Yeah. So everybody, everybody's watching needs to go and check out Jay and all his platforms. Make sure you follow him now before he gets huge, because once he's huge, he won't talk to you anymore. Isn't that right? <laughs> Put quite a lot of cheese in the fridge, mate. There's only one huge I'm going for. Wow. Jay, thank you so much for your time. Um, I wish you the best of the rest of the winter and. Um, 
yeah hopefully we can we can link up sometime next winter and I'll be able back out in the Alps and we can play yeah some man or sooner yeah and, and I want to say Amazing. thank you for for having me on but also for, for just keeping this this vibe alive you know in the music keeping it alive like, there's there's not much of this going on and so if, yeah. to have you doing it for yourself and for me for all the other artists it's, it's so always a pleasure so for me always a pleasure really so thank you man you know. you're welcome and thank you oh, so I much the, I love the oh. flary lights I didn't mention the lights I oh love thank you yeah thanks got, is that a pro junior or a blues junior blues junior that's just blues a, junior. that's just a simple yes. Marshall 30 yes, from like Marshall 20 years ago um, but uh, yeah uh, oh. Hey! hey good good I wanted to mention that brothers. at the beginning, and I forgot. To say. <laughs> this is the Pro Junior, though. Look. Oh, you see, this is on it. this is just the regular. Oh. So you know, I'm not worthy. <laughs> no, um, think of the mind. <laughs> well, let's, let's let's not go there, Jay. Oh um, yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone who's yeah. watched tonight. Um, hope you guys have had a nice time. And do check Jay out on all his platforms and stuff. And um, if you'd like to check me out as well, then you can do. But um, yeah, thank you, Jay. Um, thank see you when man. I see you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Look forward to the next Take time. Take care, buddy. You too. Cheers, buddy. Fear there is no Thanks very much for tuning into this episode of Jazzology. If you like what you heard, please share, like and subscribe on your preferred social media channels and all your podcasting platforms. If you'd like to know more about my guest, Jay Tampkin, you can find him at jtampkin.com as well as all the usual social media. And if you'd like to know more about me, you can find me at jeremyjohnson.co.uk. Thanks again. See you on the next podcast.